Hello and welcome into a new episode. This is the Scarves Up Podcast. I'm your host, Nanme Mutis. Episode 148, almost to 150. I can't believe that we've been going that long. Six years in the making. We got a lot to get to. It's another Decision Day wrap-up show. The 2021 MLS season is in the books. But first, I we have to cover the Sounders game against the LA Galaxy before we talk about Decision Day. So joining me to talk about that game is Dave Mamoudis. We'll bring him in in a second. And then to cover Decision Day, I will be joined by a first-time guest, Ethan Cooney, NYCFC supporter. He's going to help me break down the Eastern Conference and how we expect the MOS playoffs to play out. So let's get right into it. I'm glad to be back. Can we get into the recent Sounders games? Yes, we can. But first... I have to bring up something about the consistency in MLS refereeing, and it has to do with uh, going back to the red card that was not given to Timelia. Obviously, he got one game suspension, but in week 33, MLS disciplinary committee suspended the goalkeeper for Minnesota United for going on to the field during a mass confrontation, just going on to the field. It doesn't look like he does anything very reckless, um, but he got a three game suspension. Um, he got three games. Tim media got one game suspension. Where's the consistency here? I mean, this just doesn't make sense to me. What do you, what do you think about that? Well, you know, I guess it's easy to make rules about certain things. You know, if you're not a player, then you shouldn't come onto the field in a confrontation. You know, so, okay, so they have a rule. It's a clear rule. It's easy to enforce. Um, You know, they didn't think to make a rule that said you can't body slam somebody uh, during a soccer game. But they did. They did. They did make a rule. It says... You violent conduct is the rule. You do something violent that endangers the safety, that endangers the safety. You're supposed to get suspended. Everyone knows that worldwide wrestling entertainment is very safe. They've pre-planned everything, you know, so that when one of those guys is getting body slammed, it's not endangering his safety. Oh, come on. Now, what do you think about the Johnny Russell thing in the game that Tim Melia was suspended? He did a celebration after he scored a goal that was reminiscent of the decision that Tim Media got suspended for. He did not get fined for this. He should have yeah. gotten fined. I don't know. I'm sort of pro-expression. You know, I, I the, the, the NFL has been trying to cut down on taunting and sort of any, any expression of emotion. Um, I'm kind of a fan of stupid goal ceremonies, you know, and if you don't, if you don't want to go celebrations, I yeah. You know, if you don't want to, if you, if you don't want, um, you know, the Sounders to get fined when Roger Levesque chops down the timber, you know, it gets chopped down, you know, can you, can you have that complaint? I mean, I guess him, him chopping down, him chopping down a Sounders player. That's not, that has nothing to do with like, a league decision like that has nothing to do with a league decision. That's purely 
purely right. I mean, that's, that's a like good point. Inter- to the in- that entertainment to the to, to the fans. To the extent he's, that what Russell is doing like, could be seen as saying, you know, we body slammed somebody and we got away with it, then yes, that that's doesn't what sound I, so good. That's what I think he's saying. Um, and if he's not saying that, then he's still saying like, uh, like uh, he maybe he's doing it in support of his teammate, but still like it. I think that's very, it's very, very different. Uh, you can't compare that to the Roger Levesque thing. I mean, like I, I agree. Um, celebrations are for the fans. Um, and and it's tough because like it's with with them like players are always coming up with new celebrations so it's hard to like have clear defining rules this is part of the problem with the NFL um, and with with their taunting calls like like it's weird that sportsmanship is a part of the rule and like and like you can get a call for just like yelling in someone's face like. If you make a good play, like you're gonna celebrate it. Um, it makes sense in in MOS and in soccer, you get a yellow card if you go to play, or you um, if you leave the field to play, or you take your shoe off, your shirt off. These are two very clear things. If you do these things, then you get a yellow card. If not, then you don't. So it's it's very. Self-explanatory. I think the NFL should adopt um, some clear rules. Like if you go outside of the field of play or if you come onto the field when you're not supposed to, I mean, they, they just got to define it. That's the problem with the NFL taunting rules. But anyway, this is not an NFL podcast. We have to get back onto soccer. So let's talk about the game against the LA Galaxy. Pretty much a first-team lineup for the Sounders. We saw Ladero start. We saw Roy Diaz start. We saw, um, obviously, Paolo has been playing in pretty much every game, um, but he so, but he didn't play in the last game, so I'm going to bring him up. He was in this game. Uh, Kellen Rowe um, also started. Uh, Kellen Rowe was the only Sounders player to play in every game um, this season. Uh, what did you think about the lineup coming out and – since that seems like our first team when everyone's healthy, do you think that's the same lineup that goes out moving forward? Well, I mean, obviously you say everybody's healthy, but we had, um, uh, right. I guess Morris coming in late. Um, did Rui Diaz start this game? He did start this game. He did start this game. He got injured. He, he, he um he went out for Morris when Morris came back on and and that was a that was great to see get to great to see Morris um uh great to see him uh coming back on and the fans loved it um uh the crowd was I would say was a decent size for a Monday night game uh for Monday night football um uh, but Roy Diaz started um and uh, and it seems like he will be back for this next game. He did not. I, he, uh, I believe he did not get called up for the national team. So because of this injury, um, right. So, so hopefully he, he'll have he, that time to recuperate and be ready. I think he's going to be back for the next game. I'd be I'd be surprised if he wasn't. And I guess we're still missing Jimmy Madandra Madranda who, you know, you could argue is close to a 
you know, who our first choice is. I guess Smith has done most of I, the starting. Yeah, I think Smith is still number one, even though Madronda has the go of the year nominations and has and is someone who's nominated for um uh for comeback player of the year with the season he's having. Um uh, and obviously missing Will Bruin at this time. Um but he had you know, a possible he yeah, Possibly he, had, he wouldn't have met in the game anyway. He had a successful surgery, so um, he, he he probably wouldn't have started this game. I, I um, um, anyway, um, uh, obviously we we did play two forwards. Do you think there's any chance that in the next game we do play two forwards again, like we did at the beginning of the year? Kellen Rowe goes out and Freddie Montero comes in. Um, or maybe maybe we stick to the one forward and just move Rodon back and play Freddie Montero. Yeah, I mean, I guess one question is when Morris is starting, you know, how do you define his position? If you think that the strongest attacking duo is probably um, Morris and Rui Diaz, do you think of Morris as a winger in that position or do you think of him as a forward? So, I mean, I, it, it depends. If we're playing, if we're going back to the one forward look, which is what we were playing before this season. Then Morris is a winger, or 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 actually with the with the one forward look, then he's more playing a winger, but underneath Roy Diaz. Um, um, though when Morris came in um, for Vancouver, he was playing as a second forward, um, even though it might have looked like he was playing out wide. Smetzer said he was um, a second forward um, up with Montero. Um, but um, I don't think Montero uh, – no, not Montero. I don't think Morris is at starting level yet. Um, I thought he's looked good. Um, yeah, so let's talk about Jordan Morris. I think he's looked good, but I think he has also looked tired. Morris looks – Morris always looks tired, but, like, especially Right, now, hard to read his facial expressions, but, but yeah. So, I mean, but, but especially he's, he's now, not in midseason form. Especially now he's looked – I feel like his play has been has looked especially tired. Like usually, when Morris has the ball on the wide uh, on the wide side, um, wide out left, usually he's taking on his man. I think in the Vancouver game, looking, um, he took on his man maybe once. Every other time besides that, he was putting a ball in over the top, and sometimes that works like we know Morris he gets a lot of assists but that's not the ball that we see him playing a lot that's more of a um more of a left back role or a, or a, a ball that usually JP or Ladero is going to be playing so i think him doing that is showing that like his legs aren't at the place where he 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 when he's at the top of his game is normally at um uh, I don't know if that's just because he's not very fit right now or he's worried about injuring himself again because I can definitely I – mean, when you're coming off – when, when you're coming off two ACL tears in three years, then obviously I would be worried about you start playing again. You're worried that it's going to happen again. And you – you feel for Morris. Uh, he definitely seems excited to be back out there. Um, when he scores again, I think it's going to be huge for him. 
but for the lineup, I think that Montero is going to start the next game. I'd be surprised if Kellen Rowe starts the next game, even though Kellen Rowe has been, he's been good recently. His form has not been as good as it was at the beginning of the season. Um, I thought in the last two games, he had a lot of missed misplayed passes just in general, the entire team um, in this um, slow run of form uh, uh, have been just giving a lot of sloppy giveaways and a lot of that, I would say, is Kellen Rowe. Thoughts on Kellen Rowe right now? Yeah, I mean, Kellen Rowe has been, um, has been, you know, a great stable part of the team. He's been putting in a lot of effort. Um, if you would have asked me who on the Sounders was going to play in every single game this season at the beginning of the year, I would not have said him. I think that's pretty clear. Yep. Right. Um, so he has, he, right. so yeah, he has been good. He hasn't scored. He's gotten a lot of assists. He's had a lot of ch- chances um, in both the LA Galaxy game and Vancouver. He had a chance from distance, which he put very far um, wide. Um, but you can't blame him too much. I mean, both of them. If he scores, he's scoring a worldie. Uh, but I, I will say, especially recently, Montero has looked better, and Montero deserves to be starting the next game. If and he definitely will be in if Raul Diaz can't play, but I think he deserves to start the next game um, with how he's playing. I mean, he stepped up; he converted the penalty against Vancouver, um, yep, which is big. I, I had I had no idea who was going to take that. Um, when that call got got made, um, so I think he steps up. I think he's he's another player who who has you arguably could say he's a comeback player of the year. Um, he's been just so good as that like number three forward. Uh, let's go over the the how the LA Galaxy goal game started. Chicharito would score first. Thoughts on this goal? By the galaxy. Um, yeah, you know, just a dangerous player. Uh, the Sounders have been having some issues on marking right in front of the of the of the of the goal. Uh, you know, finds a space between two defenders and finishes. Really, even just set pieces in general, our marking on set pieces has not been good. If we look at the beginning of the year, the only time we got scored on was off set pieces, um, which is weird. I think I said it. Uh, then before that, I think of the Sounders as being uh, a team that's very good at defending set pieces. Um, but this was awful, awful, awful defending. There are three Sounders players, three of our tallest center, are uh, uh, three of our tallest players standing five yards in front of Javier Hernandez, who is closer to goal. Um, leaving him, yeah, between, yeah, p- between them and the goal, and this is just so easy. And and I mean, Hernandez almost missed this. Like he was leaning back, he clearly almost could have put this into the fifth, into like the into like the three hundred level. Um, if if he's leaning back just a tad bit farther, I do think he blasts this um, to the three hundred level of Lumen Field. But he doesn't. He scores. 
terrible defending. We have got to fix this because any little slip up from that, it just takes one little slip up like that, then a team buckers down. And then if this is a playoff game, then we're in trouble. So we got to clean stuff like this up. This cannot be happening, especially for one of the, against uh, a star as Chicharito. He's someone who's got to be marked up. Anything else you want to add about how we we played Hernandez um, in this game? Like, right. I mean, for the rest of the game, it seemed like we did a good job of containing him. I guess you know set pieces are hard. I believe he had one um, more chance can... besides this. Um, but yeah, I th- I think we we did a good job of shutting him down. And anything else about the Galaxy play? I mean, just in general, I thought like for them in this game, like we had chances um, to get a winner, um, but it was like pretty even. Um, thoughts on the Sounders uh, uh, goal that got them back into the game? It was another penalty. What did you think? Former Sounder, O'Neill Fisher gave, gave it away. Is this a penalty? I think so. Oh, I mean, Roldan does a good job of, you know, getting around him and getting him on the wrong side of the of the ball. Um, and, you know, he goes down, it's a penalty. You know, was it the most dangerous chance? Um, probably not, you know, so. Yeah it's, definitely. yeah, it's one of those plays where, like, in, in soccer, like, this is a clear-cut penalty. Um, if If soccer was invented today... Um, and they talked about in the rules that um, only call this a penalty if the player can get to the ball. Um, I think there's a chance he could have caught up to the ball, you know, but he would have been at the side of the goal, you know, in a very difficult position to do anything with it. So it's not exactly as though he was proceeding towards the goal when he got fouled. Well, that goes back to my argument about penalty kicks should be where where the foul takes place. But I, I do think like if like like there is an argument to be made, like do like if the ball is gonna go out of bounds, he was no, because getting to this ball. I think this is very clear. He was not getting to this ball. It was going out of bounds. Um if if he didn't if the tackle didn't come from O'Neill. So I think you could say if it was if the game was created today, then this might not be a penalty, but in this day and age, this is a hundred percent a penalty. The ref definitely got this right. Rowardia steps up and he does another Panika. Um, and that, uh, just so much class, um, against Jonathan Bond, who was absolutely incredible. And Jonathan Bond, um, in the first half, he made an absolute amazing save. Um, I can't remember who took the shot, but at full stretch, there was... Right, I mean, the Sounders had a number of chances where it seemed like they were going to score and they just couldn't quite get there. This guy is Um, great. He's he's an amazing keeper. Um, I think he's very underrated in the league. He had an amazing season um, for the Galaxy. They're lucky to have him. Um, He was so fun to watch um, in in general in this game. Um, Definitely annoying. But um, he was very, very, very good for the Galaxy in this game and all season long. So moving on to the game 
against Vancouver on decision day. So we're just going to focus on this Vancouver game. Uh, Sounders come out, uh, no Jao Paulo, no Roy Roy Diaz, no Ladero. So we got Rowe, we got Montero in. Atencio starts um, pretty much the same lineup besides that. Um, thoughts on thoughts on how the team came out. I mean, Vancouver's been playing um, very well. Obviously, they they have an intern co- coach right now, um, and they're at home. They needed a win or a tie to guarantee a place in the playoffs. So thoughts on how we came out against them. Right. I mean, obviously, um, Atencio starting in place of uh, Ladero, effectively. Well, no, um, more, more in place of Paolo. Because Paolo um, didn't play. He's a play, he played definitely. Right, and I guess Benizé, Benizé in place of Ladero is maybe a more Yeah, a more Yeah, fair yeah, Benizé, Benizé was in it. What did you think so, of Benizé in, in, in this game? Um, and obviously, he's another player who definitely could start in place of um, in place of Rowe, I thought he was definitely better than Rowe in this game. Yeah, he, he gives some more attacking energy. Um, you know, I don't think he necessarily has Rowe's work rate, especially on defense, um, but gives them some more energy and creativity up on top. In this game, we did look like we were on the front foot for periods of this game. Um, I, I I thought. Um, uh, looking at Benazay's play, I thought he had a couple great back heel plays, which helped uh, spring the attack. Um, one of the Sounders' best chances was a play where he had a nice back heel, and then he let in Brad Smith, who put in a great ball. And then I believe it was, I think it was, yeah, it was Montero who had the who had the right. shot on goal. Got a touch on it, and then a lucky save, effectively. Not a lucky save. This was an amazing save by Crepeau, okay. who who just like Bond has been one of the best keepers um, in the league this year. Um, Canadian national team player. He was great in this game, and that was an amazing save. Um, but let's go over the penalty. Another penalty. Uh, for the Sounders, is this a penalty? Uh, trying to remember the situation. A handball. It was the handball um, off the corner kick. Oh, right. Yeah. So the, the trailing arm, um, sort of the ball gets deflected and then comes back across the defender's body and off of his arm. Um, you know, I think it, I said at the yeah. time that the arm sort of wasn't between the original position of the ball and the goal, you know, I I have some sympathy for the defender in that I don't think he was trying to put his arm up as a barrier. He was just trying to put it there for balance. Um, but I also agree you just can't do that. You know, you see you the best defenders with their hands behind their backs for good reason to avoid just this kind of thing. You also can't argue with this with this referee decision, I would say, because the referee called this immediately. And the ref doesn't he doesn't look like he has the greatest angle on it. The yeah, AR, so I was curious about yeah. that. You know, is that is that actually being called by the AR who has a who has a direct the line a, of sight on it, or did AR, the somehow see it? The AR did not raise his flag, so it's possible that the AR said via his headset, like it's a handball, you should call this. Yeah, um, but he did not raise his flag, which makes me think that the which 
makes me think that the referee uh, called this. And then the VAR is never going to change this because the ball, because the, the player's arm was extended and wasn't in a natural position. So it's right. And so it's hard to see the exact angle that the referee had. So it's possible that he did have, you know, something of a view. This was a great penalty by Freddie Montero. Um, I did. I really didn't know who was going to take it. Freddie Montero, cool and collected, stepped up, um, and right. it was a steps up, delays a second to you know to to sense the the lean of the keeper, and, and it was just put the other way. Yeah, it was a great finish. It was, um, yeah, and the the lean of the keeper comes from you can see Montero um, turn his turn his shoulders shape his body as though he's going across the goal yes and and it was a good read by crepo um to see that and then montero can just pass it home so that was an excellent penalty glad he finished that then vancouver would get back into this game uh 12 minutes later i believe um what did you think about their goal um not not as bad as the goal given to the LA Galaxy, but um, also better defending has to happen right in front of him. Right. I mean, it seems, you know, the, the, the ball sort of a little bit of a weird, a weird bounce on the cross, but it, it did also feel like um, Yamar just sort of lost track of his man at the back post. So the sound, so the, um, the sounders um, in, in, in general in this game, um, oh, in the, when we look at the defenders, uh, both Yamar and uh, Nuhu had yellow cards. I wanted Yamar to be taken off in this game because if he had gotten a red card, um, then he would have missed the first playoff game. And that right, would have and been... Nuhu got his got his yellow card for arguing correctly, but but unwisely about a about a corner kick. And that was an amazing play he made. Uh, the play that he he went to ground um, in the box, which is very risky, and he won the ball. That was an amazing play. Um, but yes, don't yell at the referee. There's nothing. Nothing ever comes about yelling at the referee. The referee's never going to be like, "Oh, oh, you did touch it. Oh, oh, you didn't touch it. It came off him." Okay, so then let's give it to. Um, uh, then I'm not going to give you a red card, or I'm not going to give you a yellow card. We're going to go this way. That's never ever going to happen. So players just got to stop. I mean, it's in the heat of of the moment. Um, but Nuhu was also very very close to getting another yellow card at the end. Um, I was screaming at the TV at the very end of the game when we have a mass confrontation. I was like, someone grab Nuhu and push him back because we want Nuhu for this next game. Um, yeah, it seemed what, like he very easily could have gotten the yellow as part of that big confrontation. What did you think about that 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 play at the very end of the game? I mean, if you're Vancouver, what a clumsy tackle to give away, like right at the end. I mean, you need a point, and you give a foul away um, ten yards off midfield, so the ball is going to be put into the box, and very very. Um, much could have been put away for a winning yep, goal for the Sounders. Messy, chaotic end to the game there. Yes, that and and definitely somehow there was no fouls. Um, the referees got that right. Um, in general, what did you think about the refereeing in this game? 
Um, I couldn't complain about it too much. I didn't, you know, um, I, I don't know. I, Did you think they were allowing too much or too little to go on? So I thought that the, I, I thought the refereeing was like good in that, in that he, he let much go on. Um, uh, the Vancouver commentators were not happy with um, Dahomey not getting any calls. Um, they said that he has a history of flopping. So they thought that's why he wasn't getting calls, um, which I, I sort of wish, um, I sort of wish commentators would say more because I, I do feel like, um, I do feel like that is true sometimes with players. I think sometimes. Um, right. I've seen it sometimes, I think with Montero. You or know, Ladero. Where it feels like, or Ladero. Yeah. Um, Ladero. Um, both and Montero, both of them love to grab the ball. Um, they they love to make the referee make that decision um, because if they don't grab the ball, then usually they don't get the call because they are known for going down easily. So they yeah. have to make the key the 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 referee make a decision. Um, I, I in saying that though, I will say like there is a very much. Uh, I I'm trying to think of like the I wonder what's the percentage of time that one of Montero Ladero has grabbed the ball and a handball has been called. Um, like I feel like that is especially rare. Which I feel like at least like a quarter of the time, like it should be a handball um, for them, but. I mean, what do you think about? Do you like when players do that at all? Do you think? No, it's I, I don't. I mean, I you know, I'd like to see. I mean, I mean, we I'd say like, like intentionally. The yellow cards in that situation. Yeah, I mean, like that, like that's something where like it could be uh, intention, uh, intentionally handing the ball, handling the ball, yellow right, card. Right, but it's both that and it's also dissent. You know, it's basically saying I don't trust the referee to call this thing, so I'm going to delay the game. Yeah, it's one of those things where like um, also like. When a it, this happened in one of the Vancouver in the Vancouver game, um, it was a clear example of a Vancouver player move towards the ball on a free kick, and he did not get carded for it. This is something that should always get carded, and it never does. And I hope that FIFA soon um, says like we want to focus on this. Because I hate when players do. I, I, I hate when players are like, they like, like the referee. Like, like I hate when they're like, um, you got to ask for ten yards, or they didn't ask for ten yards, um, or they're like, when I'm out refereeing games, I'll have players say to me when I ask them to back up ten yards, um, the player has to ask. That's not a rule. Like you have to. You have to just back up. Uh, I could very much give you a yellow card for just saying that. So that is, and that happened in the in the Vancouver game at one point. I wanted that to be carded. It wasn't. It, I mean, it it just never is. But that's just very very frustrating. What did you think about Vancouver's celebrations after this game? They celebrated up like they had won a championship. Yeah, I mean, they got into the playoffs. It wasn't assured at the beginning. That was so um, sad. You know, so, you know, I, it makes I, sense I just, to celebrate in front of your home fans. Also, they haven't haven't had many home games. You know, how many how many times were they able to play in BC Place this year? 
Yeah, I think you're, uh, something. It's got to be like f- five or six games um, that they that they had fans. I believe. I think they had they had maybe like ten or something, but they also were playing in front of an empty stadium, um, like we were for some of this year. Um, but still, that was sad, especially when uh, the Sounders are the one who who left the stadium with a trophy. Sounders win the Cascadia Cup again for, I believe, the third year in a row. Um, the Sounders, the only way the Sounders wouldn't have won the Cascadia Cup is if we had lost by four goals. Um, so we had pretty good odds to walk out with the trophy after this game. Um, but uh, so that that was nice. But I think the bigger story is that we're walking out of this game with a CCL spot because uh, – because of how other teams finished, we are the third best MOS team. So we get the spot instead of the U.S. Open Cup winner because that didn't exist. Um, no Atlanta United qualifying after they won the 2019 U.S. Open Cup. Um, are you happy about that? What are your thoughts on, on clinching CCL? Yeah, I mean, you know, I hope I, it, it feels like in the last couple of years, the tournament hasn't gone particularly well for us. Um, from, uh, you know, Jordan Morris's first injury to, you know, sort of our early exit last time. Um, I mean, the Sounders have made it clear that that is our goal. We have won MLS Cup twice. Yep. We want to be the team to win that. Um, you know me. Right, and obviously I want be us great to be... if we can use our depth to, to, you know, to go deep in those tournaments rather than just to compensate for injuries. You, you, um, know, you know me. I've said that... Um, I want um, the Sounders to be the first team, and and we, it, it's a, definitely will make it easier for me because when CCL comes up and the Sounders aren't in it, then I have to root for a Liga MX to just dismantle MOS, which I don't like doing because I am someone who 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 I don't like MOS receiving hate because it is a good league. MOS is a good league. I I firmly believe that many MOS teams could compete um, with uh, some of the teams in the Premier League, the, the lower level teams, and they could do well in the championship. They could do well against lower level League One, Bundesliga, or La Liga teams. So the amount of hate that MOS, that like some of the top teams in MOS receive like I, I think is not warranted uh, right right now. Um, and if the Sounders can pull off a CCL victory um, soon, that will be so huge for MOS. And then just the fact that they would get to go play against someone from Europe would be absolutely insane. But so fun to watch. And I was just thinking about it. Are the are the spots in the CCL done by country or are they done by league? So is there like one Canadian spot? Um, they're do they're done by they're done by country because like U.S. soccer um, is the one who like controls it. But like U.S. soccer like has for like MOS, they're like they like work alongside MOS. Um, because in, in, in response to your earlier comment about Vancouver's yeah. celebration, you know, they could all, also be celebrating having the best MLS record of all the teams in Canada. 
I'm pretty sure um, just recently Canada, um, usually there's only one team from Canada, but this year there's going to, but in the next um, CCL, um, there's going to be two teams from Canada. And um, that's because, um, and that uh, it's, it's also confusing. CCL is, is going to be expanding um, back to have, 32 teams soon. I can't remember if that's going to be next season or if it's going to be um, one the season after next. But I believe in the next tournament, there's going to be two uh, two candidate teams because one of them will be an MLS, will be the MLS team with the best record. And then the other team is like the Canadian championship winner, which is, you know, we've talked about how much that tournament doesn't make, um, shouldn't, be regarded as as part of like a as, as part of like a treble for uh, Toronto FC when they when they won the Supporters Shield and that um, MOS loves to boast boast the they love to boast the treble but I mean Canadian Championship it's meaningless it's it's much much easier to win. Than the U.S. Open Cup, if you ask me. Certainly, uh, I, I think that's 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 pretty clear. They recently announced the schedule for next season. Um, so with CCO, they've said MLS says that there's only going to be five midweek games, um, which seems hard for me to believe since the MLS Cup is going to be before this November break. Um, like it was in 2019. Um, it's going to be, MLS Cup is going to be November 6th, uh, I believe. Um, but they're also going to stop, uh, or I guess, um, yeah, um, as we know, they're not going to stop. Um, but what do you think about CCO scheduling? What, what like, are you worried that it's going to, like, do you think the Sounders are going to be, um, unable to handle as many games as they're going to have next year? Well, I mean, again, if everybody's healthy, I think we can use our depth to uh, to get through all of these things. Um, but, um, you know, it's a, it's a tough challenge. Obviously, lots of, uh, you know, there are going to be weeks with, with three games going on. Um, you know, which is a tough test for any team, especially if travel might be involved. So the good thing is leagues, the expanded leagues cup won't start until one year later. Um, so next season, um, the leagues cup is going to be the same as last year. So um, the Sounders won't be in that competition again because we have qualified for CCO, um, because we qualified, we, we can't be one of the four teams um, in that. So uh, that that's one way that we might not have games. We'll see if the U.S. Open Cup happens next year. I think there's a good chance it, it comes back. Um, so that will probably add games in June. But um, uh, any, any other thoughts on the schedule? I mean, next year we're going to play – um, eight teams from the Eastern Conference. They've announced that Nashville is going to join the Western Conference. Do you have any thoughts on 
that alignment. Obviously, Chicago is more west than Nashville, so clearly yeah. MLS yeah. office. I mean, obviously, yeah. you know, everything is is a compromise. You know, both teams are are not great. Um, so it's you know. Not oh, really that's a... that's that's not nice to Nashville. Nashville has the least losses in the league this year. They are a good team. They they finished in third in in the Eastern. Con- I mean, the Eastern Conference is a lower quality than the West. Okay, you're right. But that was on Nashville. Nashville is good. Nashville is is good. Chicago, they're bad. They they're the only team that has announced who they're cutting, they're going to be rebuilding for like the third time in three years um, or, or four years. It's like they're going to have another. Yeah. So anyway, coach. no no easy answer in those balance, you know, and I guess the question is, you know, what Makes, are we hoping for as the team gets up towards 32, you know, teams? Will they go to a three or four uh, division setup instead? They should. Um, you know, will they, will they just – admit that the English system is better and go to promotion relegation, you know, probably not anytime they, soon. They but. never will. They never will. Um, also, but it is actually yeah. interesting, you know, maybe we could use the Eastern and Western conference as promotion and relegation, you know, like you're saying, if Nashville turned out to be better than expected, they get promoted to the Western conference and Chicago gets demoted back to the Eastern conference. Oh, that would add to, that'd be funny. I mean, that um, we could get to the point where we have so many MOS teams that we do have a 20 team uh, first division and a tw- uh, and then who have however many in the second division um, that would actually be interesting so then um, some teams uh, some owners actually have to you know care about um, their teams because um, there are some owners who clearly just don't put any money into their team because they don't care if their team's succeeding just because they have so much money there's, and there's no point if they do bad, they're not going to lose that much money if the team's not winning championships. Um, do you think, I mean, I, will, I, I don't think this makes the supporter shield mean winning it doesn't do much um, well, it's a less unbalanced, you know, but schedule like, than we have yeah. this year. So it's so, so it's, it's better. It is better. It is better. We like that. Um, it's going to be, it, it's fun. Um, obviously, like I, as someone who wants to go to more stadiums, um, uh, more, and since I've been to most of the stadiums in the West, um, I want to go see the Sounders in the East, so now there's less time to now wait. Now have a few more choices to do it. So we like that. Um, we'll see how we'll see how that plays out next year. But this season, this season is nowhere near from being over. The Sounders will host RSL in the first round of the playoffs on the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. RSL just crept into the playoffs. Um, Demir Krylak, who's been their best player by far. Um, how are you feeling about RSL about hosting RSL? We saw them last year in the playoffs, one zero. Um, was uh, all right. Yeah, you know they've been our, a team we've we've yeah. we faced in the playoffs a lot. Or we didn't play has, them. In, we given... didn't play them in the playoffs last year. We played um we played them two years ago, um in Nick Romando's final game. Um, last year we did not play them. 
So again, one of the Sounders' traditional enemies, you know, a team that the question of, you know, what does what does momentum mean? Um, yeah. You know, that they're, they're, you know, happy and excited to have scraped their way into the playoffs on that last-minute goal. Arso um, is Arso and the Sounders have had a very um, it, it's been very back and forth. Um, uh, Arso, it's been a very long time since they won in our in Seattle. It's also been a very long time since we've won in in Utah. Um, so it's gonna be so it's always a fun match. Um, I think it's gonna be entertaining. It's the playoffs though, so I think the Sounders can be feeling pretty good. Um, do you is it? Looking at the playoffs, um, I mean, I'm I'm sad that the Sounders didn't finish first because we don't get the bye. But would you say would you like the side of the bracket we're on? I mean, anytime we have to, if anytime Portland has to come to Seattle, I'm nervous. Anytime we have to play Portland, we're nervous. And Portland, they are hosting Minnesota, so if they beat Minnesota, there's, then they will go to play Colorado. If we were number one, they would have become to Seattle. That would be very nerve-wracking for me. Uh, right. I mean, obviously, you know, any of these games, you know, anything could happen. I'm going to be um, stressed no... at any of them. Right. So, you know, that's the best argument for trying to finish first. So you only have to be stressed twice instead of three times. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we will uh, see how it goes. So if the Sounders uh, progress, the they will play either SKC or Vancouver, um, SKC, obviously they got to be feeling frustrated dropping to third place. Um, did you feel like this? I mean, we, we didn't really say that. Did you, I mean, like Colorado, they took care of business to move up to one. If we had scored one more, then we would have been number one. Do you feel like the team was still pushing for that number one seed? I, I don't feel like we were time-wasting. Right no, I think we were trying to score. You know, we had, an, uh, again, some tough bounces, some balls that could have gone in, um, you know, right at the end, scramble in front of the goal. Um, so, you know, I think we were, you know, you what's what you do. You don't want to give up a goal uh, um, and, and drop down further, but we were certainly looking for that goal. We certainly gave ourselves some chances for the, for the right bounce to happen, and it didn't. Okay, final thoughts about... Um, the MOS regular season this year. Uh, I just want to touch on the um, end of season awards um, as those have more came out. I already said Madronda is nominated for newcomer of the year. Um, we got other players nominated. Who would you say actually has a chance of winning an award or who do you think deserves um, an MOS season award? Obviously, um, so Yamar is nominated for Defender of the Year. We have Ra Raul and Jao Paulo no nominated for MVP. Um, Brian Smetzer is nominated for um, Coach. Fry is nominated for Keeper. Um, though um, it's dumb. Um, every team has a nomination for Coach and Keeper. So it's 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 a, right. That I mean, I think say much. You know, obviously, um, you know, JP seems like the one maybe with a chance. Um, co you know. It depends on how far New England goes. Um, uh, if if New England makes it to MOS Cup, then 100% we 
one of them is going to win is going to win um uh MVP. MVP. I think yeah. Yamar, I think Yamar is the only one who has a chance of winning of winning um well, what do you think about Schmetzer? I mean, because I think the story of the season is, you know, if you'd known how many injuries the Sounders were going to have, you know, would you have been happy to, 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 to be told you were making the playoffs, let alone coming in second? So I agree. You know? I, I agree. I think a lot of people, I do think at the beginning of the season, so many MOS people were writing off the Sounders um, for this year, which is crazy because we're the Seattle freaking Sounders. We've been to the playoffs every year since we've been in MOS. Like why like why are you writing this off? No one likes us. We don't care. Um, yep. so I, I think that's a good point. Um I think uh, unfortunately with the league being unbalanced, um Bruce Arena's gonna win this. He's just because of how far ahead they are, he's gonna get the award, which sucks for Smetzer. Uh Maybe Colorado could get it. Colorado wins the West with the with the lowest pay rate in the entire league. So I think there's also something to be said about um, Robin Fraser. Um, uh, I think he could get he 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 has a good um, um, shout for Coast of the Year. Um, uh, but. Uh, yeah, I would say Yamar has the best chance. Um, I'd be shocked if Madronda wins, but I don't know. Could happen. Um, I think Madronda has a better shot of winning goal of the year um, than he does uh, comeback player of the year. Yep. I mean, and again, I think just a little too much time off the field will hurt him as well um, as the other Sounders. Unfortunately, um, unfortunately, Rara Diaz, he didn't play in the final game, so he was unable to take Golden Boot. Um, that went to an NYCFC player, um, Tati Castellanos, um, who, well, well, he was tied on goals um, with Ola Kamara. He wins it because of assists. Do you think that's right? Or do you think they should just give it to Ola Kamara um, too? Like, I mean, I think it, something of a tiebreaker makes sense. I, I Oh, I disagree with that. It's about goals. Um, Assists are different. So, what do you think? They should they? Should they? Do they? It, they it does count penalty goals. Should they remove those as a either as a tiebreaker or overall? Um, I, I mean, like it counts penalty goals, but like, while like, while penalty goals are lame, like, like they're they're still goals. I think they should just give it to both of them. What's the what's the what's the harm in giving it to both of them? Okay. I, mean, it, I don't think it cheapens the award at all. It's just yeah. he came in first. Both people get an award. Right. Um, and and soccer, and, as we all know, is is comfortable with ties. It sucks. It sucks though. Because would have been fun for a sounder to get that award for the first time. But anyway, it was great to talk to you, Dave Mamudis. We'll be back. Um he'll be back to talk about uh the game against RSL um and the first round of the 2021 MOS playoffs in the future. Thanks again for uh, showing up. Great to talk to you. 
Thank you, David Mimudis, for joining me on the show today. Now we will move on to my discussion with Ethan Cooney. We talked about the 2021 MOS Decision Day and the 2021 MOS Playoffs, as well as previewing USA versus Mexico World Cup qualifying, which takes place tomorrow in Cincinnati. Should be a good game. We'd like to apologize, or I'd like to apologize for the auto quality not being up to its normal standard. Don't have my normal mics. We are recording not in my normal studio. So unfortunately, the podcast quality isn't where I would like it to be. Thank you so much for listening. Now to my conversation with Ethan Cooney. An NYC FC supporter, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me on the show. So let's get right into the NY uh, to NYFC's decision day game uh, against the Philadelphia Union. You were at this game. What was it like? Yes, I was at this game. Um, it was it was definitely a mixed bag uh, for sure. Um, Philadelphia took, like had completely had us in the first half, um, and the first half was not very fun at all. You know. Gideon Zalalem had that red card, um, which upon upon watching the replay is is one hundred percent a red card. Yeah, there's no arguments. <laughs> yeah. uh, no arguments for yeah. me on this play. Um, definitely, definitely the right decision. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, yeah, uh, and um, I would say like this is a play that usually um, doesn't we don't see uh, not always given. It usually has to go to. Um, the disciplinary committee, right? right. Um, but yeah, no. This this was a good catch by the VAR yes. to see this. Definitely the right call. Yeah, it was at the time. I at the time of the game, I totally disagreed with the decision. Mm-hmm. Actually, where um where our season tickets are, um, the the incident actually happened really close to us, um, and it's like where where Zalalem was sort of lunging at Flock was in the direction of us and it was really strange because it, it looked like completely accidental when 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 we saw it in real time but then uh on the replays it was like oh yeah that's that's really bad uh, i think and, and it yeah. definitely is um int- i i think it is accidental oh, it's just yeah, that unfortunately um, yeah, I guess, he, he caught yeah. him with the studs yeah i guess uh, i mean when in real time when we were looking it looked more like Zalalem had like stumbled or like fallen or something like that, but it's just a very clumsy challenge. So in the but in the end, um, Tati Castellanos ends up getting another goal. He finishes with the golden boot uh, with yes. the golden boot. Uh, in general, um, I feel like he's a player that doesn't get much love from the league. Um, he walks out with the golden boot. Um, in my opinion, I feel like he should be sharing this with Ola Kamara mm. because the gun boot should go to whoever has the most goals. Yeah. Assists don't matter, even though he's been so good. It is fair. What are your thoughts on his play this season? Um, he has been absolutely brilliant. Um, there was a, a strange period of time there. He started the season very well, and then there was a string of like nine games where he just did not score, um, and he just he just wasn't playing well. Um, and then I think it was the game where we beat Orlando five 0 at home, 
um, our actual home, um, where he so he nabbed a goal and an assist or two, I think, and then after that he turned into the Castellanos that we've been seeing for the last couple of weeks, um, who has just been really, really great. He's just really put the team on his back, essentially, and saved us multiple times. He's, he's just been absolutely phenomenal. His first NYCFC player ever to win the Golden Boot. Um, I don't know. I, just, I, I couldn't be more proud of him. I, it's, it's, it's really amazing. So, NY, NYCFC, they pretty much the entire... Um, length of the season. You guys were sitting um, in the top playoff positions. You guys finished in fourth, well, host Atlanta in the first round yeah. um, of the playoffs. In general, in in general, I would say like it it felt like a complete season for you guys. Like um, like um, in in the in your short MLS history, it's been like very up and down. But this is one that I from the outsider felt like, okay, this is a team that could actually make a run in the playoffs. Um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely felt like that to us at times as well. There was, we did have a string though, a, a horrible, horrible string of games where we just we just weren't winning and we weren't scoring goals as well. I think we went, we went like 500 minutes without scoring a goal, I think, and then, um, when we were playing Atlanta, actually, and then uh, Goody Torrance scored that free kick in the like the 90th minute to save that game. Very nice free yeah. kick. Be- beautiful, yes. And then the next game was the 6-0 game against DC, I'm pretty sure. Yep. So that goal totally galvanized us, uh, Goody's goal, that is. Um, and I think it really set us up for this great like last two weeks that we've had. Um, I'm still cautious, though, um, going into the playoffs um, where we have not had the best of luck. Yeah, still yeah. only one playoff win um, against yes. Philadelphia yeah. in 2018. Um, uh, obviously, last year's exit in the in the uh, uh-huh. MLS playoffs, very, very memorable. Yeah. Um, I'll be shocked if the first round has that amount of drama. <laughs> I hope um, not. I but hope so, not. so with Atlanta coming in, obviously Atlanta they struggled at the beginning of the of the year. Yeah. They're on the up now. Um, yeah, this is I I expect this to be a really good game. Um, it and has the potential for sure. Yeah. Especially, uh, I think this game also just um, since both of the teams are playing really well right now. A win against um, a good team um, will go a lot because um, then yeah. they have to play New England. Whoever wins that game yes. goes to New England. Mm-hmm. New England has 23 days without uh, playing a game, mm-hmm. so it's going to be hard for them to keep up the match fitness. Yeah. Uh, I think if anyone's going to take down New England, it's going to be either New York City or Atlanta. Yeah, I agree. I I mean I per- personally I think NYCFC have a have a better chance at doing it than Atlanta do. I mean uh, I mean of course I'm gonna say that. But, exactly. Uh, yeah, but uh, I don't know. We beat New England before. We beat them this season once. Uh, yeah, we did lose to them, yep. but we did beat them two 0 at home. Um, 
And I know we would be in, in New England uh, for that playoff game uh, if we do beat Atlanta and go through. Um, but I think we have a, I think we have a, a pretty decent chance. Um, but New England, of course, you know, I don't like to say it, but they, they've been really great this yeah, I think that it's going to be interesting to see how um, the, the the I think that break is going to be really really harsh for New England yeah. um, moving forward. Uh, that I mean that is just uh, this international break um, is just very very annoying with the playoff with how the playoffs are structured. Definitely. It's one of the it's one of the reasons why um, MOS if MOS were to match up to be like the rest of the world and went from September to June, yeah. then there's no there's no break in between the playoffs. Um, obviously, MLS next year, the playoffs will be in November again, yeah. so they'll be before the break this year. Um, so uh, if I'm, yeah, if I'm New England, I'm very much not not happy with the, the standings. I think whoever wins yeah. the game uh, has a clear advantage, even though they do have to travel. Um, so that it's, yeah. it's gonna be a good one. Um, yeah, I think so too. And you and uh, so coming up to this international break, I know Sean Johnson will be with the national yes. team. Yeah. Um, is there anyone else you guys will be missing or praying that no one gets injured? <laughs> yes. Um, well, honestly, I'm I'm praying Sean Johnson gets injured. I'm obviously I'm I'm praying that he doesn't get injured. Well, yeah, so I misspoke there. Um, I, I like that he gets uh, selected. Um, no the, James yeah. Sands, though, this time. No James Sands, which I think is... Uh, I don't know why. I feel like he was there with the U.S. in the Gold Cup, and he played he played well for most of those games. I'd say he was definitely a factor in that team. And then it was like there was like one or two games where he wasn't great, and now I feel like he's just been dropped. I mean, I I mean, I at this for this window, I consider it a plus. Probably, um, yeah. I am to avoid. I, I mean, the Sounders only have one person there. We got Rodon. Uh, he hasn't been playing. He's been coming off the bench. I will be very happy if he doesn't play, or if he only plays for like half an hour. I don't want. I want no chance of him getting injured. Yeah. Um, I think it's pretty. Uh, I think it's pretty likely to to assume that Sean Johnson won't see the field. Um, yes, it yeah. will be either Matt Turner or or Stefan. I'm Most thinking likely, it will yeah. be uh, Turner. So I'm one of the one of the lucky parts. Um, I but yeah, I think um, yeah, James Hans. He had a great great gold cup. Gold cup. Unfortunately, yeah, he's just yeah, he's just behind Zimmerman and right. um, Robinson. Um, so. Uh, yeah. Definitely have nailed their their spot uh, in the U.S. team, but yeah, um, um, definitely an annoying place for the international break. Um, Sounders got a whole lot more people out on international um, international duty, so mm-hmm. hopefully all of them uh, come back um, fine. Uh, yeah. So just in general, let's talk about um, how the Easter Conference shaped up no movement at all in the eastern conference it's um uh going into the day dc columbus montreal they were all below the line and all of them yeah. missing out on the playoffs um thoughts on thoughts on how the eastern conference finished finished up this year um obviously new england 
Yeah, they've been in. They locked down first a, yeah. a while ago, um, and I think it's pretty obvious. And people are obviously going to call them the favorite. But who would you, you who would you say is like the dark horse? Would you say like, mm. who do you say is like the dark horse? Who who do you expect to have a good playoffs? Oh yeah, um, I honest, I I think Nashville could. Could, I mean, could do something special. I mean, honestly, th- yeah, they've only lost four games the entire year. Right, they've just yeah. been incredibly hard to to break down. Yeah. Everything goes through Mukhtar. Um, yeah, he's playing that. out of his if, mind. If right he's now. playing, if he's playing well, then Nashville's is going to be hard to beat. Yes, um, they don't. Um, so they they are going to face Orlando. At home, I, I expect them to get past Orlando. Yeah, they can beat Orlando. Yeah, without sure. that, we got and the other matchup, Philadelphia versus the Red Bulls. Red Bulls just barely sneaking in. Yeah. Um, uh, I, uh, I will be shocked if, I really will be shocked if any of the, if the uh, away teams pull out a victory. I think it's pretty clear. I, th- I think all the home teams will, will take the, will take yeah, the Yeah, I'd be there. really shocked if, if the Red Bulls beat Philadelphia, especially. Yeah, moving moving forward, um, uh, in in the playoffs. So if so, NYC F- FC or Atlanta, they'll play New England. The other matchup, um, the other matchup. Do you have a, who would you expect um, to end up in the conference finals on the other side? Who are you, who are you betting on? Oh, for the West. Um, no, for the East, oh, for the for um, the East, Nashville, right, right. Orlando, Philadelphia, Rebels. Hmm. I in the conference finals. Yeah. Who? So after, so I'm getting. So you're yeah. you're putting New uh, New York City FC there, of course. I'm assuming <laughs> who who do you expect? Who do you think the next matchup to be? I I can I think I can definitely see Nashville beating Orlando and Philly beating. Uh, Red Bulls, of course, um, and I think. Hmm. Oh, that's tricky because I, I think Philadelphia are really they work really well as a team. They're very compact. Um, yeah. But obviously Nashville, they have Mukhtar, who could probably score a couple goals against any team in the MLS right now. Yeah, I, I think Philadelphia. They've been in. Um, we look at the beginning of the season. They were absolutely unstoppable. Right. I feel like, um, and obviously, uh, they had to focus on Champions League for a portion of oh, time. Yeah. Um, I think. I think they are the more talented team. However, Nashville, um, if they if they are if Nashville um, is to get the lead in one of these games, I can see them progressing. Maybe they they, they advance um, after a shootout, um, maybe. But um, I, I give it to Philadelphia. I think Philadelphia um, has a really good chance to make it um, to make it to the finals and beyond this year. Um, Castor Shiboko has been absolutely outstanding the past two years um, for the Union. Um, so I, I I find the union incredibly scary. Um, just in general, we look on both. We look at the playoffs in general. Yeah. All the teams that MLS soccer and the media loves, for the most part, have missed the playoffs. <laughs> we have both LA both LA teams miss the playoffs. Yes, they are Columbus misses the playoffs. 
Very happy, though. Um, Miami, I mean... Miami still yeah. only in their second year, and they've never been good. But yes, like, I, th- I don't they think they MLS the fans make enough fun of Inter Miami. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Um, just an absolutely terrible team. Yeah, um, that has too much, so much money, and uh, so much money. absolutely just going nowhere. Um, but um, pretty much, except for Atlanta. Um, yeah. And that they're the only team that um, MOS loves um, uh, loves to talk about. So, yeah. I'm especially if NYC takes them down, um, then we're left with um, teams that I would say are purely about the soccer, which is yeah. great to see. So maybe maybe like the, maybe um, the networks will be uh, won't be happy because. They're the teams with the shiny stadiums and the big stars aren't there, but um, yeah. I think it the it's it will mean that the best teams um, are in the playoffs. Um, yeah. So let's move over to the Western Conference. Um, a lot more movement during Decision yeah. Day. Um, uh, we can talk. Let's talk about the teams that didn't make it. I just find it so funny. The three, the two states that have three teams in the MOS, in MOS make up all six of yeah. the teams who didn't make the playoffs. Um, as as LA, yeah. both LA teams, San Jose, and the three teams from Texas yeah. are all mixed are all missing out. Um, let's start with the LA, with the LA Galaxy missing out. They um, because of a goal by Demir Krylak. In the oh, last man. minute of stoppage time, RSL makes the playoff, and the Galaxy are out. Thoughts on thoughts on just seeing all that madness? Yeah. Um, well, it's crazy. That that last minute goal in that RSL game was absolutely insane, especially considering um, the the penalty shout that uh, Kansas had. Only a couple minutes before that goal, and it's definitely a penalty. It's, yes, pro has an, um, pro referees. They admitted it was a penalty. So, yeah, which I, that hurts even more. Which, which yeah, it's hurt. It hurts that they announced that. But I mean, like, if you're LA, like, you gotta quit your complaining about <laughs> that. LA was in the playoffs was in a playoff position for the entire season. The <laughs> only time they were not. Was right after the goal scored. They were in above the line, mm-hmm. line for the in for the entire season, except for the one minute <laughs> uh, uh, after. Wow, and I didn't yeah, um, so a, a huge slide from the LA Galaxy. They had yes. they had the opportunities um, to to clinch a spot and to get in, and they dropped off. Um, could say that was about injuries, but I mean that's that's pretty lame. I mean they had Chicharito for mm-hmm. the majority of this season, yeah. unlike last year. He scored I mean, a lot of goals. Yeah, when he was injury prone, um, just uh, and they and they made a lot of improvements this year. Greg Vanny definitely helped them, uh, but yeah. um, with saying that, uh, their defense is still absolutely horrible. Yes, um, just absolutely terrible and. Um, for good reason, they're missing the playoffs. Yeah, and they almost didn't even get a point in that last game. 
if it wasn't for a for that penalty miss from Minnesota. I don't remember the name of the player. Yeah. Um, but. But yeah, definitely Minnesota. Um, Minnesota lucky um, and held LA Galaxy because um, if they had, because if LA Galaxy had scored, then Minnesota would have been out, um, <laughs> which would have been tough. I like yeah. Minnesota, one of the nicest franchises in the entire league. So probably, yeah, probably. Happy to see them in the league. They have to go to Portland um, mm. uh, for the first game, so that that should be a good one. Yeah, um, I can see them being. Portland. Yeah, I can see that. I can see them that happening too. Obviously, um, Sounders fans will be hoping that happens. Uh, that game, yeah, that game's on the twenty first. That definitely should be a good game. Yeah. Um, the uh, uh, the other team, so NFC, they also missed the playoffs. Um, so they go to they go to Colorado, knowing that they have to win. And they came out. They looked terrible in this game. Yeah. Um, what was the final score? Is five to two. Yes. Yes. Five Crazy. to two is the. Yes. Yeah. They they let in five, but they just never looked. They just they looked like they had given up going into yeah. this game. It, um, yeah. It which really is pathetic. Bad. I mean, um, uh, I mean, it was it was fun to see Colorado <laughs> score five. Yeah. Um, which how much with how much love LAFC gets. Um, MLS soccer at the beginning of the season, oh, they had um, like pretty much every writer was calling them um, an MLS Cup guarantee. Um, so to see them miss the playoffs <laughs> yeah. is great. Um, Fantastic. I th- I think um, a a big rebuild is coming for LAFC mm. um, in the off season. To it seems like uh, Bob Bradley is probably moving on, but they just looked. Mm. So badly, anything yeah. you have thoughts about LAFC? Obviously, we won't have to hear about the media, the media won't talk about them now. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I've never loved LAFC. Um, super yeah, annoying, yeah, not that they've ever really done, they haven't really done anything to NYCFC or anything, just never, just never really loved them. Uh, I will say though, uh, Jonathan Lewis for Colorado got two goals, former NYCFC player and the draft pick, I believe. Um, so I liked him. I liked seeing him do that. I was really upset when we let him go a couple years ago. I liked him a lot. Um, yeah, he's a very fun player. Um, he's been doing great things for Colorado. Yeah. So Colorado ends up finishing in first place. Yeah, really. Uh, tough to which it was tough if the Sanders could have gotten one more, then we could have finished above them. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, Colorado, they have the lowest pay grade um, of any MOS team, and they mm-hmm. end up finishing in first in the West. So a huge, a huge, huge accomplishment yeah. um, for them. Um, and their coach, Ron Fraser, he's been just uh, doing a great job. Um, yeah. uh, with Colorado, Colorado, they get the bye. They got to play Portland or Minnesota coming up. Mm. Do you think they have? Do you think they have the, the uh, the skills to go far in the in the playoffs? Hmm. Um, because while yeah. I mean, like while they're getting victories, they don't have that much playoff experience. I would say that that is true for sure. I think they. I think they could have a. I think they have a good shot. I mean, similar with, uh, New England getting that bye. They're obviously they're getting maybe too much time to rest. Um, 
before they play again. Um, but I don't know, I think either Portland or Minnesota, I, I think they probably have a, a chance against against either of those two teams. Yeah, I give, I would, I, I, I think Portland or Minnesota, I, I think both of them have a very good chance at taking out Colorado. I think just they have more experience. I feel like they've been, um, I, I feel like they've just been playing better um, than Colorado. Um, I would definitely give both the which whoever ends up being the yeah. nod. Uh, the only other game in the the other Western Conference matchup is SKC versus Vancouver. Obviously, Vancouver um, uh, sneaking in uh, with the point against the Sounders. Um, right. SKC dropping to third place. They will play. They will play the winner of Seattle RSL. Um, how would any thoughts on that on that matchup? Who do you expect to uh, to go through there? Um, I mean, probably Kansas City. I, yeah, I I feel like they've they've always just been a pretty solid team. They've got good players. Tim Millio's usually pretty good. I know um, he's picked up uh, some wrestling recently. Um, don't get me started. Don't get me started on that. He should. I mean, if he was me, should have still been. He should. This should be be his first game back. Um, should have been suspended the last three games. That's um, I mean, that's fair. Yeah, but I'd I'd be surprised um, with SKC, SKC at home. Um, last oh, time, home last sure. time they played Vancouver um, in Kansas City. I th- believe they they absolutely walloped them. Um, so I'll be surprised um, yeah. if they don't take care of business. Um, that game, that game is the first game um, for the West. That game opens the Western Conference playoffs right. um, yeah. on the 20th. It should be a good one. Uh, playoffs starting on the 20 on the 20th uh, yeah. should be fun to watch. So yeah. let's move on to what's happening this week. We got the U.S. versus Mexico coming up on Friday. It is first versus second. If the U.S. takes down Mexico. They'll move into first place. U.S. and Mexico, it's Jane in the last 10 games. Both um, uh, in the last 10 games, both have won uh, four, I, I believe. Um, so it's been pretty even. Yeah. Uh, U.S. won the last two in the, the Nations League and the Gold Cup, right. obviously. How are you feeling going into uh, th- this game as a U.S. fan? Um, you know, I don't know. It's always such a toss-up against Mexico. You, it could really go either way. I I think a lot... I, I don't know. I think maybe whoever gets the first goal... Uh, we'll probably take the we'll probably take the game. Yeah, if we look at the Gold Cup, obviously that game, um, that goal, that game decided by by one goal um, late in the game. Um, unlike the games in uh, this summer, in this previous summer, uh, Mexico has should be pretty much at full strength, uh, calling in all their stars um, uh, right, for yeah. this break. Uh, uh, we'll see. Uh, it'd be interesting to see 
how Raul Jimenez looks for Mexico mm. as he's coming back from injury. Um, but uh, I would say definitely a full-strength team for Mexico. Um, same thing with the U.S. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how Ricardo Pepe does against yeah. another powerhouse game. I expect him to get the start up top. Um, do you have a... Um, so you for your do you have a score prediction? Do you want to make an official score prediction mm. for this game? Hmm. I it's tricky. Once again, it could go either way. Uh, so I I could see it being two one U.S. two one Mexico, or like four nil Mexico. Like, what What do you going with? You gotta make you gotta I'll make. Say, I'll say two, two one two one USA. Who's who, Who's gonna score the goals? Ooh. Um, whew, that's that's tough. I, I think Pepe could definitely score both of them. I think um, he did have that he had that penalty miss in Dallas's decision day game. Um, but which which is which is pretty bad. Um, but I he's still he's still talented. He's been playing well for the U.S. I think he could do it. Um, I think if there's a penalty in the U.S. game, he's not taking for the U.S. He's not taking it. Um, not, it will yeah. be. Um, we'll see how many minutes Christian Pulisic gets. Um, yeah. I'll see some controversy. Um, and... Some controversy coming off with uh, Thomas Tuco of Chelsea saying, hoping that the U.S. limits his minutes. But I mean, if oh, the yeah. U.S. got to has Berhalter has to do what what he thinks. Um, will help the U.S. win. So, uh, how, however long Pulisic can go is how long he should be playing. Uh, but I would say if Pulisic is on the field and there's a penalty, he's definitely the one taking it. For sure, yeah. Uh, 100%. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be 1-0 again. I'm going to give it to Walker Zimmerman. Mm. Um, uh, he'll get the one goal. Yeah, I'm expecting um We'll see if it's pretty similar to the last game against Mexico, but uh, 1-0 to the U.S. is what I'm saying uh, is my prediction. Uh, after this, the U.S. will then go play bottom of the table. Jamaica should be a much easier um, should be a much easier so, yeah. game than this game against Mexico, but mostly, mostly the my big. The biggest thing I'll be looking at is please, please do not get injured, Christian Rodon. Do not, <laughs> do not um, get injured. Yeah, I'm looking forward to um, to seeing if Joe Scally gets any play time. Uh, for you know, former NYCFC academy graduate, played a couple games for us, um, but he's been playing really well for Gladbach over in Germany. Um, so I'm really excited to see if, what kind of game time he gets uh, this break. Um, yeah, because he's really talented. Okay, I think that's pretty much everything uh, that ha- that we wanted to cover. Thanks so much for of coming course, on the yeah, Scarves Up podcast. So for US v Mexico, make sure that you keep your Scarves Up. <laughs>